Welcome to Game Theory and Money Week 13 here, and uh, you know what? Let's get right to it, Cynthia. I've decided I'm gonna I'm gonna freaking trick the system. Quick pick. Let's go straight out the gate. You can't skip anything that we do. Cynthia's bringing her quick pick right away. Okay, so I think there's gonna be quite a few points when Houston and Cleveland meet in Houston. All right, lots of points. Browns, Texans, points. Points, and points, we're points. That Texans offense really start to find its stride, and hey. Turns out when Hugh Jackson's not around, the uh, Browns offense ain't too shabby either. All right, we oh are boy. Game Theory oh Money. Boy. She <laughs> has got that predictive analytics degree. Her model runs 10,000 simulations for every single game. These are the results from her specific, unique-to-her-only model uh, to try to guide us to a, uh, I don't know, a better understanding of what we think is going to happen. Deeper. Does that sound right? A much deeper, yeah, deeper. understanding. There you go. Deeper yes, there we understanding. Go. <laughs> uh, one of 300 confidence picks last week. Uh, 21 of 38 on the confidence picks for the year. I had a request via Twitter yeah. uh, for your confidence picks. What was their they request? Said, Tell Cynthia that she can give a spice whenever she wants at any point in the podcast. Let's make sure the confidence are confident. Picks. You know what? I saw that so, one too. I saw yeah, that one too. I, and I, I would like, three, can you see this? See these? I can see, these? I can see a white highlighter paper yep. with highlights. Yep. So okay. nothing on here is under 74.5%. That's what they're so, looking for. Well, I, looking I actually for, saw hey. that comment as well. And you know what? You I was with them. I thought they were, we're right. They were, we're right. To use the you know what? That, so now you. we're, and just like the one we started out the gate with, by the way, that one, a lot of points in that game, it's 78.7% confidence. So there we go. And now we are underway. Freeland's favorites. Uh, you are in step with the favorites in these games. The number, Steelers favored by three and a half. Sunday night football flexed into that position. Chargers, Steelers. Uh, it's going to be a late night back for you, huh? Late night? Well, morning or? Early morning. Yeah, I think we are scheduled yeah. to land at 5 a.m. Oh. If I, I think 5 a.m. LA time. What does your voice there. sound like at 5 a.m.? Like how grovelly are we if we haven't slept? Probably depends on like what my what my routine is. You know, well, you're going to have to say touchdown home. a lot. Right? Yeah. Well, that's what we're thinking. Is that what, <laughs> is that what we're thinking? Because uh, the number <laughs> looks to be 52 for a total in that game. What, what do you make? What do you, what do you like in this one? How does the model predict it's going to turn out? Okay. So 52 is a little close. I think it's about 51. I have 28, 23. Okay. I have the Steelers winning. I'm sorry, money. Part okay. of this is because that's of, okay. No Melvin Gordon. It's not going to impact the ability for the Chargers to make it to the playoffs at all. It's just going to be a fact that, first of all, the Melvin Gordon thing. I know Austin Eckler is a great replacement. If you're in, if you're playing fantasy, he's wonderful for that. I just think the stability that Melvin Gordon specifically brings to this team is something that I think the Steelers are. You know, obviously, I hate the like home road splits for the Steelers. I don't. That's not. You know, I get mad about that. I actually, right. I get like real mad about that. But it is something where you do yeah, have Ben plays like crap on the road. It's weird. It is it weird. It really is weird. Mm-hmm. But I think the Steelers need to pull it together. The middle of their defense is interesting. Their defense has improved. We did see some strange things. But ultimately, I think that the Steelers get right right now. Yeah, I mean, I'll just add, if the Chargers are going to win this game, one, they've got to do a better job tackling, specifically in the yeah. deep secondary. They've gotten burned there far too much, and you cannot do that against this team, not with Schuster and Not Brown with Juju Smith-Schuster, turns out. Yeah. yeah. Antonio so, Brown, pretty good. Uh, and I think second, uh, they're also um, going to have to probably – you know they're going to have to get not a Melvin Gordon like output from Austin Eckler, but a Melvin right. Gordon plus Austin Eckler like output right. from Eckler, Justin Jackson, and maybe even a little Detrez Newsom. I'll say this: Justin Jackson was awesome in the preseason, and he looked freaking great in his limited time. That dude's got some wiggle. 
Neither of those guys are Melvin Gordon. Nobody I was about is. to say, look, both huge. had Wiggle, and I, I'm with you. I don't think that they're not acceptable replacements. It's just you're going against the Steelers. It's not like right. you're asking them to go against the the Raiders, right? Like this is the Steelers. Right. This is the Steelers' defense. They have a lot that of positive front aspects. Is really yeah, freaking. I don't good. want to run anywhere near them. So that's no. to me, it's yeah, ultimately I'm, Chargers' instability in the run game that informs this decision. It'll be a uh, it'll be a challenge, uh, no question. Hargrave, Hayward, uh, Dupree, T.J. Watt—they're going to present a Hargrave challenge. underrated, most definitely. I mm-hmm. think yeah, that's and especially where he's lined up, that's been the one spot of the offensive line. Mike Pouncey's been fine, especially when he's been asked to move around. But your guards, uh, specifically Dan Feeney's side, is is kind of where it looks like teams have been attacking and. Boy, those guys can be a load. Uh, no question. Hayward and Hargrave. All right. So, uh, and by the way, we do have to give yes. Philip Rivers some shine because 28 for 28s. Right. 25 <laughs> consecutive completions. And I know, I think the, I want to say the number was eight. It was like eight, five per attempt. So yeah, there were some dink and dunks in there. But you had a couple big throws. I mean, back of the end zone throws to Mike Williams, sideline throws where only Keenan could catch it. At the end of the half, you had a guy who did not have a reception all year. Phillip hit him in stride 24 yards down the field on the sideline in a spot where only he could get to it. So, yeah, uh, yeah it was a great I, – I, I took issue with those who said, oh, it was just an easy, just, you know, bunch no. of short. By the no, way, there's a reason that that's a historic number. That's an outlier in the positive direction. People talk about, you know, outliers in negative ways. This is an outlier in a positive way. You're not going to be able to replicate that. It's, exactly. I'm not being mean. I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying anything bad about Philip Rivers. I'm just saying, like, that's there's a reason that's his historically relevant yeah. number. <laughs> I mean, now I do think it is interesting that Ryan Tannehill was a guy who owned the completion record that he tied because – that I'm guessing was a lot of dink and dunk to Jarvis Landry for four yards and five yards and four yards. But I'm just saying, having sat and watched this one, how hard was my eye roll just then? Like if you had to rate it uh, on a one to ten, I would say as a child when I was in <laughs> elementary school and we first learned how to flip your eyelids upside oh, down, oh god, and I hate that. No, 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 back, <laughs> so you looked like a zombie. That's how <laughs> that's how big your eye roll was. I could I could only see the whites of your eyes. <laughs> All right, we move on to Broncos at Bengals. Broncos riding that two-game streak and don't look now, but their schedule's pretty darn favorable where they might end up at 9-7, uh, and seven, maybe even 10-6 and six if they win out. They will have that final week against the Chargers at Denver. That is the toughest game left on their schedule. The Broncos are favored by 4.5 on the road. Uh, total 42.5. What do you got? Got the Broncos winning 26-19. The confidence here is 64.9 in them winning. And I think it's going to be a higher scoring game than 42.5. So okay. that one's pretty confident, almost 60%. By the way, um, I want to go back and make sure that we didn't forget. We didn't we didn't leave anything out here with the, um, with the Chargers and the Steelers because I want to say the Steelers win in 62.1% of the simulation. So just gotcha. want to be clear. I just want to be clear that it's know. not as, you know, the, the Broncos win is more certain than the Steelers win in my model this week. Just just wanted to throw that out there. Works for me. Yep. Um, why do the Broncos win? The Broncos win two things. Thing number one that's the most important thing here is really the defensive deficiencies for the Bengals. If you look in every metric that's traditional, points per game, yards allowed, third down percentage, you know I love third down percentage, they all rank, you ready? Last. And or second to last in passing yards per game or rushing yards per game allowed. So it's really hard to it's really hard to project a win for them, especially with Jeff Driscoll, who's by the way backed up by Tom Savage. That's a really hard thing. We don't know if AJ Green's gonna be playing or not. So it's not this is just not a good situation for the Bengals. I'm sorry, Bengals fans. That works for me. Uh and I will say the one thing 
it'll it'll be interesting because we we've heard about the limitations of Andy Dalton, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Andy can't win a playoff game, and Andy's a game manager. I love those pockets. Got to be perfectly clean. I love those Andy. single game stats about Jeff Driscoll yeah. being better. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, hey, Jeff Jeff Driscoll is going to be behind an an offensive line that is a a little bit banged up, and B has been average. I think we would say at best here. Let me pull up. What is their uh, I believe in in terms of uh, protecting the quarterback, they are in the bottom ten. Yeah, so you got a rookie, basically a rookie, a guy making his first start against Bradley Chubb and Von Miller. Uh, mm-hmm. That that's not a good combo. I'll just I'll leave it. At that. I don't need to say much more than that. Yeah, that's a okay. that's a tough situation. It yes. is a tough it is tough sledding for the Bengals in that one. As excited as you might be about picking up a quarterback off of waivers. And him becoming a great player um, out of good old Louisiana Tech. And I love La Tech. I got myself a Bulldog shirt that has Tech right there in the collar. It's one of my favorite mascots. I love that he's got a You know a I love anything with a Bulldog mascot. Yes, that's a, yeah, that's right. You're a big Bulldog. Folk. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's the combo I would say is you have um, one of the great uh, pass rushes in the NFL highlighted by Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, and you've got Jeff Driscoll against a team that is bottom 10 and protecting the passer. Uh, that's probably not good for your first start. Nope. All right, 49ers. But if you, wait, if you did oh, want oh, a good oh, pickup, if you did want a good, like, really sneaky value one week's type of situation, we both like him. Tight end on the other side. Matt Lacoste, you're no Chicagoan. If you Matt need a Lacoste. tight end, Matt Lacoste is one that you should consider this week. You know, they With lost Jeff, Jeff Hireman. They, lo- they lost him for the season. So if you need one, there. See, we, we turned it into positive. Yes, We exactly. started negative. Now we went because to positive. Because we lost Jack Doyle. Yeah. Oh, um, so he oh, was a starter on a lot of teams. So, so yeah, upsetting. that's it. I saw your Glad tweet you where you're like, up. in a little tiny voice. Yeah, it's in a Jack soft voice. Doyle. Jack Doyle. <laughs> All right, 49ers at Seahawks. The Seahawks are favored by 10. Mm-hmm. At home, the uh, total is 46, and this is a big number for your Seahawks win, 79%. Yeah, 79%. That's pretty big. That's pretty convincing. Got them by 11. You know what the score is? 28-17. There's there's a number of reasons why here, but the one that really stands out as being most interesting to me is the 49ers O-line. They were looking really good, and then whatever for whatever reason last game, they started to not look as good as they had. It's it's they've they've they're missing too many pieces. They lost Jimmy Ward. It does it's unclear if he's even coming back. I they lost him during that Tampa game. There was a lot of there's a lot of coming unraveled. I thought that that they would have a little more stability, but ultimately the model was wrong. I was wrong, and I think that this okay. is a big Seahawks win. Seahawks, by the way, could easy Seahawks are potential sneaky to make the playoffs. So this is this is one that. And by the way, I don't think this is going to be a uh, like if you look at that score, twenty eight seventeen is only forty five points. The magic number's forty six. That's less than that because blowouts at home. Right. Seahawks, it's going to be fewer points than you might imagine. Oh, fewer. Ting. Okay, so there you go. A little bonus. <laughs> yeah. bonus. It's Seahawks, a blowout, but fewer points than you might imagine overall. Because Ting. the San Francisco 49ers won't score a lot for them to get to <laughs> 46, and the Seahawks <laughs> like to run the ball. That's right. A lot not to mention this, the, the 49ers' best pl- offensive play is Matt Breida. So it's mm-hmm. handing the ball to Matt Breida between the tackles and, by the and way, trying to get after it. If you have George Kittle in this matchup, I love George, by the way. He's underrated this season but, for sure but I this is but. this is a, this is a game where you might want to temper your expectations for him to be basically your like exactly like Zach Ertz we'll type of type of tight end well type of tight end <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I would think of in that like because the Seahawks are going to they know that he's their receiver come on 
So that's that's be, yeah, just Mark, temper. He's good when he's a Ferrari when he's just the slightly bit dinged up. He's got nothing going, and he was out last week. So George Kittle's their number one receiver. So yeah. just just so you know, you know who else knows that? Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. <laughs> As Norm Shaw would say, hey, Pete Carroll knows that too. Uh, Bears <laughs> at Giants. Bears favored by four and a half. Looks like it's going to be a Chase Daniel game. And you think so? Because I think it's still going to be Mitch. I I know it's. You want to know what I think? Yeah. I think that Matt. I was. I know where we're going. If you injected him with sodium pentothal, that (laughs) Matt Nagy would tell you that he likes Chase better. I think it was clear in the game script, in the throws that he was making, in the way he spread the ball around, in the downfield throws. I think Listen, it was that the, is a really the hot aggressiveness. Take. It is Matt a hot Money take. Smith, hot take. Listen, and, and Chase Daniel, Chase, greater than. I'm not saying Chase Daniel is going to be a better Mitch quarterback Trubisky. than Mitch Trubisky in five years when Mitch no, kind of gets his sea legs. But I think it's been a little bit of a struggle for him. He's had his highs. They've a lot of it's coming with his legs though too. Remember, and that six touchdown game or whatever it was. It was the same route. It was the mm-hmm. same damn route that he ran the entire freaking game, and a defense could never make an adjustment to slow it down. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. I'm just pointing out Wait, the who's Buccaneers that defense? never, never adjusted to a wheel route that he was throwing out of the backfield uncovered for six touchdowns. So you can call it hot takey. All I'm saying is, you know, no, look, it's, I'm just game, saying maybe it's like also an indictment of the Bucks defense against, right? Like, I yeah. don't mean to be rude. I'm not saying whatever, but I, like, it's both, right? It's Mitch with like six wheel routes, great. Like, they called the right play. That just means Matt Nick yeah, is a great play caller, right? The, so that means it, it, Bucks defense isn't good, and it means Mitchell Trubisky. We don't know anything about him, right? Like, yeah, I just don't. I don't quite know why it's such a big. What, again, I mean, I know what you mean because that does sound hot takey. Hey, guess what? Uh, no, Chase Daniel's sounds, better than – that's no, you, not what I'm saying. What no. I'm saying is if you watched the way that he threw the ball and spread the ball around and the confidence in which he gave Chase Daniel when time was of the essence, end a half, he was pushing it, and that is not what we've – anyway. So can I tell um, you what I looked so up? We because because yes. we were on Fantasy Live this morning together, and I knew where you were going a little bit. It's a little extra homework here. Oh, good. And ultimately – Because I upset somebody with my hot take? No, it wasn't that. I was like, you know what I need to look into here? And actually, I asked on Twitter, I asked, like, you know, please name some underrated players, and people gave me awesome answers. Okay. And this kind of, like, sparked – both things kind of sparked, like – well, tell me about how a backup quarterback influences a starting quarterback and like the Alex Smith with Patrick Mahomes last season, the Chase Daniel and Mitchell Trubisky and like these types of things. And I'm going to tell you that teams with better backups, like like starting caliber backups, like people who could start, like, I, I use the, the three game like and you legitimately like, hey, three games like against any of my three opponents that could start like that kind of person, the Nick Foles, I guess, if you want right. to say that, that is absolutely a huge difference maker. And the key to that is how well they know the offense. It's not necessarily how I'm not going to say how good they are because they're good the enough starter. to make a team. But yeah. th- that is abs- it is a gigantic, gigantic deal. I'm starting to put together like a little bit on like how to quantify that a little bit better other than saying that like those that three like being able to count on someone for three actual wins it's like that's it's the difference between playoffs and not playoffs right yeah no i totally totally hear you so Um, i was so what i'm saying is is like i i agree with your point in the sense of i i believe what it tells us is that chase daniel is completely comfortable with matt Nagy's playbook and he it's helping it. Mitch out. Yep. And is and then that is yeah, a huge and that benefit. helps Mitch big time. Yes. But the reason, so what I have here is I have Bears twenty seven twenty. Now okay. stay tuned in case it's and just stay tuned to the injury report because I'm I'm I, there's a chance that I update. So here's that. my question: yep. Do you think your model will change 
I, I ran it both Chase ways. Daniel. I ran it both ways. It was 6, 26-20 or 27-20. It was like 26-2. Okay. So I left it 27-20. So, yes. I mean, it changes a little bit. But since the key number is 4.5, that it doesn't really make that big of a difference, right, in in that sense. Right. So, And the reason why is because the Giants are still 28th on third down in defense, and they're 31st in sacks. So it's not going to be a pressure situation for whomever the quarterback is. And, by the way, the Bears are number one. They have the number one turnover defense, and they're the best big play stopping defense. Yeah, so, but how's that offensive line for the Giants? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, there we go. Sorry for my hot takeies. <laughs> no, uh, I love yeah. that. I think it's the thing is is like it's true, but it's not it's not true for like the hot take like Chase Daniels better than Mitch Trubisky. It's true for the fact that like where we are right this second and what it actually means for the Bears' future. So Bears should be really happy. Yeah. All the way. I'm just that's all I'm saying. All yeah, I'm saying is exactly if, exactly. If you ask Smart me, take. Who, put it this way, if if you. And I'll and look, you got to see Mitch against the Vikings. The defense won that game. You know, yeah. Mitch had two interceptions. He was not great in that game. Uh, he made a couple big plays, no question about it. Um, and he's able to rush the ball and and chase. Well, that little bowling ball can run too, though. And he was doing it at Mizzou. But it's let's say it's December thirtieth, and the Bears are hosting the Vikings, and it comes down to that one game for the NFC North. I'm asking you, who would you rather have quarterback that game against that Vikings defense? I mean, I just think you can say Mitch. It's fine. I mean, I, I got no problem with that. I, I'm going to have to be perfectly honest with you. I'm going to have like whoever's healthiest. Like I don't necessarily okay. like if Mitch's shoulder is 100 percent. No way. It's Mitch. If Coward. Mi- I, I don't know. I don't really like I got to look. Into, I got to look a little bit more at Chase Daniel now. So especially if you get a second game out of him. Right. And here's here's the other thing I'm going to tell you. There is a chance we're going to get into the playoffs later. But there is a chance that the only unfavorable weather climate host wow that's a lot of words in the playoffs for the but NFC I know what you're saying could be the Bears so right. that actual scenario you just came up with is pretty important so we're going to watch especially you know this week I know it's yeah. it's in New York Dallas but indoors. it's but it's still LA cool. is LA LA is LA da- Saints, are Saints inside Dallas inside and then right now it's the Panthers <laughs> it's pretty nice in North Carolina I mean it gets a little right. little chilly but not it that big get, of a deal yeah so anyways I would just, right. just, I'm just, I'm saying. Who anyway. knows? Hey, when the uh, when the Packers win the rest of the games this year? No, I'm with you. Actually, we're going to talk about that though. later too. Yeah, exactly. yeah they're not we'll going to be at home. Little piece. <laughs> Let's go, Colts, Jaguars. The ah. Colts are favored by four. The Jags are a hot mess. Uh, <laughs> total forty-seven and a half, yeah. and you have a final score of Colts twenty-seven twenty. Colts win in sixty-one point five percent of the simulations. That so Colts stay away from the total. Colts, stay away from how many points are going to be in there. So the Colts' third down offense, remember when I used to think it was a fluke? Remember when I used to think it was a lying number? I it's do not. recall that. Yep, well, it's not. Turns out I was wrong. 50.7, that's their third down offense. That's the best in the NFL. And by the way, offensive diversity. So the a number of different pass catchers that catch touchdowns, that catch passes, 12 different touchdown receivers. So that's number two in the NFL to Drew Brees. That's what Andrew Luck's doing. Try to find one way to sort of crystallize how important Andrew Luck is and not just – and look, I love his O-line. Yes, they're missing Ryan Kelly, the center, but – it, it, the O-line is still awesome no matter – like, they're awesome. They're doing great. But it's not just the fact that he has time. Andrew Luck is friggin' special, and we're seeing it. No, Well, look, I mean, he, he there's a reason why he was the number one pick, and there's a reason why the, the Carolina Panthers, even though they ended up with Cam Newton, who's pretty darn good too, uh, freaked out when he decided to go back to Stanford. He is an awesome quarterback. He has thrown three touchdowns in eight games in a row. There's the number four scoring once. offense, 29.5 yeah, like points per game. 
it's like Stanford now. What the, and you credit Chris Ballard for doing this, and specifically Frank Reich, even more important, for recognizing this. Not to mention, I do want to point out that I know their OC, Nick Sirianni, he was the wide receivers coach, and I knew. And, and by the way, the Chargers got another one, Shane Steichen, their QB coach. He's going to be an OC next year. I mean, these are two really, really bright guys. So you credit Frank and Nick for saying, Hey, Nick, hey, my paisan. Exactly, Nick. Uh, hey, Andrew, what, what, Andy, what did you like doing at Stanford? Well, yeah, I mean, we, we had a lot of big bodies in the red zone, and I threw to a ton of tight ends. All right, let's go out and get three pass-catching tight ends, and let's really work with this Eric Ebron because he is an athletic freak and a genetic freak. And let's just and he just forgot to catch balls, and now right. we'll just put some Velcro on them, and it's so good. What you, so you know what? And I heard I, I it might have been our colleague Bucky. Maybe I shouldn't even say that. I don't know if it was in confidence he said this, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. You know, he said, look, some schools guys just need to be loved up. Other schools are totally fine with getting aired out and screamed at, and maybe I'm Eric Ebron just person. needed a different approach. Do you think Larry you know? Fedora and was like a big, like, you think Mac well, Brown's going to be more lovey-dovey? <laughs> no, I just mean in terms of Ebron coming right. out of North Carolina. But he had Larry he Fedora, into, didn't he? Wasn't Larry no, Fedora his coach then? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't think so. I don't know how old he is. Uh, anyway, only, what anyways. I'm saying is maybe just different atmosphere is all Ebron needed to realize his potential in being a top 10 pick as a tight end. When he came out. But the point is, is that luck looks so comfortable. Like, yep. I mean, they were down 10, and I did not even blink in that Dolphins game, wondering whether or not they were going to come back and win it. And, uh, yeah. of course, luck did you know, the chips were down. You know what the best thing to watch is in this game? And it's it's something. So, number 53, that's Darius Leonard. We talked about him a couple weeks ago. We talked about him a bunch. Potential but I think, defensive rookie of the year. Look, if I just don't. Like, the reason I don't think he gets it is not because. Like, I think Derwin James deserves it. If I were if I were voting, yeah. but I just don't think he gets it because first of all, it's rare linebackers even though he's leading the league in tackles. It's just it's like a it's like a freak rarity. I I, I would love for him to get it. He's definitely a potential on there, but I just think there's other bigger names that's that are probably going to get it ahead of him. But um, that's not to saying he doesn't deserve it. That's no, just a, I mean I think because look he's already got three and a half sacks. He's now got three interceptions. Uh, I yeah, think I love if those coverage sacks. <laughs> end up winning. Um, no, I mean he is spectacular. On the uh, line is Cody Kessler going to? Is, Get how many? Does he get a coverage sack against him, or how many tackles does he make in this game? Because no, oh, I was Fournette. talking about Derwin James. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. I was, no, no, no. I, was on the I love Derwin. James. No, go with Derwin yeah, James. I, was I love his Derwin. coverage sacks too. Yeah. I think it's it's Bradley Chubb if he gets to like because, 12, 13 sacks. Because, because it's Bradley such a Chubb's a defensive number. end, and defensive right. ends are more likely to get it. Corners think, and defensive you know, ends get it. And now, by the way, you've got the high profile of the Cowboys and Leighton Van. Anyway, this is a different conversation. But anyway, I, I do yeah. think it's 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 Van Der Esch, it's Leonard, it's Derwin, and it's Chubb. It'll it's be the, one great, of those four guys. Like honestly, this, they're all really, really good. They've really, really panned out. You know, like of the this draft has been a really strong draft overall. Like I, I mean, there aren't right. that like people who are like, wow, that's a bust. Like it's been a really strong draft. So, anyways, I just all think right. Cody Kessler. By the way, if you hadn't heard, you know. Jags are a mess, and Cody Kessler starting, and I think that's going to be a a really tough. It's going to be a tough day for him. I I love Cody. He's one of my favorite USC quarterbacks. He was just no, a, that, not personal. I just think it's going to be a tough. No, I know. Tough game I'm saying him. I was. I, I wish him all the luck in the world. He was. He is one of those blue collar kids from luck. Central California <laughs> that didn't have a private quarterback tutor. Played at his local public high school that yeah. was in his neighborhood. Kicked ass. And As a took public a job school away. kid, I'm with you. Right. So he's he's a great story, and mm-hmm. you pull for guys like that. Not going to work this week, <laughs> unfortunately no. for him. No. All right, Chiefs. At Raiders, a road game in which the Chiefs uh, are laying 15 and a half. And the total is 55, and your model says what? Chiefs win in 82.4% of the simulations. The final score is Chiefs 33-17. Okay. 33. 15 and a half. 
17. That would That's be 16. bananas for me. That One, would be 16. Okay. Two re- well, main reasons, O-line stability and run game for the Chiefs, and the Raiders are last in run defense, and there's a lot of reasons to keep going on that. But I do think that means a lower overall scoring game. I don't think if the magic number is 55, I think it stays fewer points than that. And like by a significant margin, like I like in 68.9% of my simulations, if that magic number is 55, it doesn't get there. So, what's that? I'm just trying to figure out, like I don't, I don't know kind of whether or not the psychology of it comes in for Andy Reid and that his defense has been so bad. Uh, um, Eric Berry is practicing today. Which is huge for them. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know if the idea is, okay, this team stinks. We just gave up, gave up 54 points in a loss, and our defense was nowhere to be found. We scored 51 points and lost a game. <laughs> Somehow managed to lose a football game. Not to mention, Pat Mahomes had, what, six turnovers or five? Five or six five, turnovers. I think. It was, I think it was so. It was two fumbles that were returned for touchdowns and three yep. interceptions. Five turnovers. I almost wonder if this is a Alabama versus Citadel style game where it's like, hey Pat, I want you to go out there and I want you to freaking put on a show. I want six touchdowns. I want four hundred yards. We're. I know they're a bad run D, but we are going to freaking wash our system of that Rams game and our defense is going to play like Look, I like fire. your I like your logic. I'm just telling yeah. you where the where the math netted right. out. But well, you know I what? think that's just where it's not what the numbers would say it should be, right. but I almost I think yeah. that's the psychology of it. I'm like with okay, you. we got to get our guy right because cuz 2 weeks ago it was a bit of a mess. See, I feel I think my model favors okay, first of all, it's I've got, you know, Andy Reid coming off a bye. We're going to hear nothing nothing but that, right? 16 and 3, about to be 17 and 4. <laughs> right. I hate that. But, right. anyways, long story exactly. short. Long Andy story Reed short. Andy Reid on a bye. Hey, by business. the way, Andy Reid coming off a bye. <laughs> so, by the way, if there's two things our pod listeners should not do one, Andy Reid coming off a bye, I mean, it's just a funny joke. And number two, it is Chase Daniel. It is not Chase Daniels. It's like daylight savings time. Daylight saving daylight time, oh, right? Gee, no, I was saying it's Chase Daniels savings. There it's the go. same analogy. Yeah, exactly. It's Chase Daniel and it's saving. Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels, way different. Not going to quarterback Chase your team. Daniel. Exactly. Chase Daniel. Anyways. Think of Daniel as your brother. He's older <laughs> than you. Do you still feel the pain and the scar? Here we go. Uh, I got a so trivia got question Chiefs. for you. What is it? Oh, by the way, the reason the reason I think that it stays more conservative is I think in this game Andy Reid starts to be more like show us a little bit less, right? Like they pulled everything out. They got to start getting in playoff mode, and I think Andy Reid starts to show us a little bit less. Like I don't think you're going to see as much pre-snap stuff like you're seeing. I mean, yes, the Raiders are susceptible to pre-snap stuff, but I think that pre-snap stuff and trying to trick opposing defenses, I don't think they're going to need it in this one. So I don't think they're going to show us anything because they got Baltimore the next week yep. too. So you probably don't want guys getting beat up. So who yep. knows? Maybe they do. Get- up four Anyways. touchdowns, pull everybody and relax. All right. Look, I guess trivia. what I what guess what I didn't doing? do? I didn't put the trivia in the Google Doc this week. Yeah, <laughs> so you can't cheat. All right. I don't cheat. I just say, well, I know the answer. It's right in front of me. If I were to cheat, I would give you the answer and you'd be and like, And then wow. pretend. Okay. So unsurprisingly, the Chiefs have had a lead. So their Chiefs defense have had a lead on 72% of their defensive snaps. That's the most in the NFL. Okay. Or second most, sorry, second most in the NFL. Who is number one the most? Who has had the most defensive snaps when they're in the lead? So their their team, no one's playing from behind. Most defensive snaps when their team is in the lead. Well, obviously, 
I'm thinking Rams or Saints because of their record. Um, so Chiefs are number two, 72%. Right. So I would guess... I'm going to guess Rams. It's the Bears. It's the Bears, 73%. Oh, think about that. <laughs> Defense. See that? All right. But I'm, but well you're, done. But here's well what I'm going to tell you. Here's what I'm going to tell you. This is why this is extra good because look at our next game. It's going to be this – well, it's the Saints, right? We we switched it around here. But it was supposed to be the Saints, and the Saints are number three. Saints-Cowboys. Saints are number three, 69%. So I was, I you weren't I off. Too, but too far off. I, I'm just saying. You were you were, you were were completely right. I mean, it's just – That's ranking. clever, though, because we forget clever. that there is a the dominant segue. defensive team that uh, that can win games on defense. It's not all offense this year. We've Did got like one that, team to hang our hat on and be proud of. <laughs> I'm so happy <laughs> I finally dancing. figured one out. <laughs> I'll even let you skip the Bucks panthers till next. Let's go Saints-Cowboys. Boys, Thursday night football. That was my we're segue. doing this on Wednesday there we night. Go. Mm-hmm. There we go. Saints favored by seven and a half point total, fifty-two and a half. And your model's pretty confident that New Orleans. My gets model this win. is kind of feisty. And it's on a this big one. number. I got the Saints winning 31-21. Saints winning sixty-nine point seven percent of the simulations. That is ten points is surprising for me. So I looked pretty deep into this. First of all, the Cowboys only have one of their wins against a team with a winning record, and that was the Washington Redskins last week with Colt McCoy. So that's right. that's some context right there. Certainly. And that's that's but you kind can of, only play the teams on your schedule and they, I, they I didn't did get say a big that. win at Philadelphia. So I think it's important like, hey, I know they're I'm they not have a saying they're record, not good. But, I'm not saying they're but, not good, but I think it's I think we saw, you know, it's Thanksgiving. We saw Amari Cooper catch two touchdowns and a billion yards. Like we saw all these things and we're like, oh, the Cowboys are back, blah, blah. but I, like pump the brakes a little bit. I still like, you know, we're spoiler alert here. I still have the Cowboys making it to the playoffs as the NFC East winner, but temper your expectations in this one because when I look down into it a little bit, it's really so. And you talked about Leighton Van Der Esch, and I'm going to add Jalen Smith to that one. Notre Dame, the, yeah, he's been he, great. He's been awesome, and both of them have been and that's great. A great story too that he's been able to come back. You can't even see injury. it. Remember that drop yeah. foot that he had? That injury was awful. They were yeah. so smart to draft him in the second round. They were like, well, maybe it doesn't pay off. Whatever. He he would have been a top ten pick. Top five pick. Yeah. I don't even remember who was picking them. You know what I mean? Right? That was a two quarterback year. Unbelievable season. I mean, he was was in the conversation as the best defensive player in the draft. 100%. And then that happened. They got him in the second round. Anyways, long story short, he looks great. So both of them look great. And Dallas's defensive front is their strength. Demarcus, Randy, Malik, Crawford. Like, they're all, they have a lot of great, got got great things there on their defense. Here's my one issue with that, though. Yeah. I'm going to stop you there because the one thing that I've noticed um, with the Chargers, and, of course, everything is always applicable to Chargers, but it's just because it's the team that I study. So I'm trying to figure out how to solve this riddle, right? What are they? They were one of the worst teams on third down before Joey Bosa came back because when it was an obvious passing situation, everything are you had to still go in my point? for them. Are you still in my point? Keep going. Go because ahead. The, the, the Cowboys can't get anybody off the field on third down. They're 29th. You know what that tells me? They don't get an effective pass rush. Because that's what happened with the Chargers. They weren't getting effective pass rushes. And I was watching teams going 9 of 12 on third down, 10 of 14 on third down, that coming into the game were like 28th and 25th and third down. I'm like, what the hell is going on with the Chargers? And I was like, oh, wait, there's no Bosa. There's no pass rush. Gus Bradley's got to get exotic and, and blitz Derwin James or do something like that in order to get these teams off the field. If you ain't getting Drew Brees off the field, you know, you can celebrate the Marcus Lawrence and all these guys all you want. That ain't happening, and they're going to get torched. 
Did I steal your point? Kind of. So okay. I looked <laughs> I looked at their defense against like swings and screens, so things behind the line of scrimmage and then passes 1 to 10 yards. And it was kind of – because, by the way, that's where Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, that's kind of where they really eat and they create those first downs. So when I looked at that situation, they are like – they're pretty vulnerable. 102.5 passer rating allowed to allowed to the behind the line of scrimmage passes, and then 89.8 to ones to ten one to ten air yards. Um, those are those are pretty blaring numbers, right. um, especially when you go ahead and you look on the other side of the ball in New Orleans. The behind the line of scrimmage things, he's you know 113.2 passer rating and one to ten 113.8 passer rating. So ultimately, what they what what this is telling me is that as good as Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith have looked kind of in the pure run game, those hybrid small passes and those those things that those short left, short right, short middle passes that you've seen be this hallmark of the Saints offense, that's not the area where they've been able to effectively stop teams. So that right. to me, that lays this foundation, which means Michael Thomas. And by the way, the Michael Thomas, Byron Jones stuff, like Byron Jones does have a low passer rating allowed very low he's he's got a great number but you got to put that in context like look at some of those teams he's faced right like who was he lining up against in washington uh. right? right like who was he there are some there's some gnarly numbers in there so i'm not saying he's not great i'm just saying temper your expectations especially because michael thomas doesn't just line up out wide he's in the slot he's all over the place so that's kind of the the difference in this one it's just too many options yeah i just i look at you can't get teams off the field at third down and you're giving true breeze you know, sure. Let's give Drew Brees third down. Drive. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Historic I'll, offense. Uh, okay, let's do it. I'm with you. I think. Uh, I think Saints. Um, I, I think that's. It, it's. It looks like it's a big number, but man. And also, by the way, after the Saints, they get the Eagles. Then they got to go to Indy. I mean, it's it's a nasty. The Eagles. That Eagles game. That Eagles game could very well be for the NFC East title. Yeah. That it that's, very well could be. So it, that's that's like because you want to tell because me because only a, one team from the NFC East is going. Only right. one, right? And it's either going to be the Eagles or the Cowboys. Or the Cowboys. Sorry, Washington. How about this? Uh, you got a big brain because you're listening to Cynthia's uh, predictive analytics. So how about uh, how about ZipRecruiter? This is the smart way to fill a job. You don't need to sort through a whole mess of resumes. ZipRecruiter.com slash game theory will help you hire the right person. And uh, guess what? Unlike other job sites, they're going to find qualified candidates for you. It is matching technology. They're talking about scanning thousands of resumes. They'll identify the people you need with the skills, education, experience, and you don't need to waste your time. Efficiency is everything, and this is efficient. If you do this, you get to try ZipRecruiter for free and see what we are talking about. All you need to do is visit ZipRecruiter.com slash Game Theory. ZipRecruiter.com slash Game Theory. Theory again, ziprecruiter.com slash G A M E T H E O R Y. You know how to spell game theory. You're smart people. So save yourself some time, be efficient, and find somebody who is precisely what you are looking for when it comes to filling that job. All right, the game we skipped in uh, NFC South showdown between the Bucks and Panthers. The Panthers are favored by three and a half. And you have... 29-24, which means more than three and a half. Panthers win in 60.2% of the simulations. And the primary reason for this, and look... What is it? The Panthers are on this kind of two-game skid, but this, sure is a, this is a get-right game because ultimately when you look at the Bucks and their inability... Their, so their worst in turnovers on offense and their 29th in turnovers on defense, their red zone, their last on defense. This is an area where you're going to see if... 
if the Panthers are going to make it to the playoffs, they shouldn't have dropped those past two games, but if they're going to make it to the playoffs and they still have the Saints twice, that's not once, but twice, they're going to need to win this game and they're going to need to do it in Tampa and my model and the ultimately their defense and the fact that their offensive diversity is very is very good, like they're including more people in their offense. It's not just Christian McCaffrey and um, and Cam Newton. Although it's a lot of Cam Newton. I mean, look, he has 12 for rushing first down this season, which is tied for thir- third most in the NFL just overall. So that's just – I guess my point is – well, that's on third down rather. So third downs that convert to first downs, he's 12. That's crazy. So, you know, it, it is Cam, but it's also the fact that this defense is very targetable. So this is – if, they, if they're going to do it, they need to do it now. It, I don't I don't see it. I mean, I, to me, it looks Ooh, like you're going Bucks? really tough. I, I just I just look. No, I'm not talking about Bucks in this game. I'm just talking about. So you think you know, the if, Panthers if, in this game? Because look, if they win against Tampa, then they beat Cleveland. Uh, you mentioned that means out of three games, they've got to beat Atlanta at home and probably knock off New Orleans in one of those two. Because we're going to get to it. I think the Packers are winning out, and I'm, that you know puts what? them at nine six and one, and puts the Panthers at nine and seven. And nine six and one turns out is better than nine and seven. You know, like if you maybe had... my faith in the Packers, it really is unwarranted because they've looked terrible. There's well, it no, is they, December. They There's another game. thing I hate: December yeah. Packers. Aaron Rodgers at home in December. Less than that, <laughs> it's the fact, and I know we don't like talking about home and road because you know, obviously they're going. Not obviously, but I. I they're zero and five. I think they're one in whatever it is, one in nine in their last ten on the road. So you've got to pay attention to that. But and why would you project that they're going to beat the Bears in that defense when the offense? Well, has been let's bad? look at their other games anyway. because they're over seventy percent winners. I mean, we're spoiler alert. I mean, but they're playing the Cardinals, so that shouldn't be a huge spoiler. In their four, in their five games left, they're only one game where they're not favored, and the other ones is around seventy percent. And the weather Aaron ones Rogers, are around 70%. See, week one <laughs> just has the Bears number, knows how to rip the hearts out of that particular team's fan base. Oh, we'll get Arizona. into playoffs in a minute. But if you're smart yeah, and you anyway. have ESP or ZipRecruiter, you can probably figure out Ooh, that if if you go look and you're like, you know what, if, if for some reason the Packers make it into the playoffs, like that could be a deep gash to other people. Yeah. That could be a deep gash. So if you if you believe in the Packers – you maybe should go look to see what you think about. It's going to start this week. Go, go think about the Super Bowl. You know, just go. Win the two. They're six, six, and out. one. And uh, all right, here we go. Uh, yeah. That was Bucks Panthers. Now we go to the pushes. Push the uh, games the favorite should win, but the model agrees stay exactly away. with the number. Stay These are the stayaways. Away. Browns at Texans. Texans favored by six. Total forty eight. You have 29, 23. <laughs> okay. In favor 29. of the Texans, who win in fifty nine points exactly. 59.9% of the simulations. Why? So, well, by the way. Sub 60. Sub 60. What did you say? You think it's I less? I said sub 60%. Yeah. Sub 60% by 0.1%. So gotcha. almost 60%. Um, look, when it comes to the the direction of each of these teams, you can say both are getting better. Absolutely. Browns are actually in playoff consideration. I mean, they're not completely out of it in December. Wow, that's a huge improvement. But – the Browns against this defensive front, Baker Mayfield against this defensive front, is not ideal. And by the way, the Browns defense, even though Miles Garrett is tied for the most pressures in the league individually, it's kind of like what you were talking about with the Chargers. Overall, the Browns are like 24th in pressure. So overall, 
they're not getting pressure on opposing quarterbacks very often. And you've seen what Deshaun Watson can do. I mean, look, his, he's got like a 90-point passer rating swing between under pressure and not under pressure. So if you give Deshaun Watson time, he has an over 122 passer rating. So that's really what it comes down to. The inability for Cleveland to consistently bring pressure on Deshaun Watson is less than the ability for the Texans' defense to bring pressure against Baker Mayfield. Yeah, it's um, it's hard to figure out what the Browns are because they looked so darn good at the start of the dangerous. season, right, when they lost games because of a kicker. Um, but then I watched, again, watched them in person when a lot of people were picking them to, to knock off the, the bolts on a, whatever it was, week five or week six. Mm-hmm. And I saw what Gus Bradley did. He just flooded the lanes with big bodies and just contained Baker, and he made a bunch of mistakes. And you talked about that defense. Those are big dudes up front, J.J. Watt. Jadavian Clowney, Whitney Merciless, and, you know, it's one thing to torch a Cincinnati defense that's one of the worst in the league. It's another thing to try to figure out that puzzle, um, not right. to mention with Tyron Matthew back there. Tyron Matthew, the yeah. Well. No, so, the, the, what, the Texans are, what, lowest passer rating on, like, backfield yeah. targets, second lowest. Ever. They have, like, great, like, not just, like, look – not just to running backs, but if you look at their ability to, if you have two people bringing sacks, so they're tied for the second most sacks among teammates or whatever duos with 18 and a half between Javion Clowney and JJ Watt together. That's really like those two, you you're, you're nailing it there, right? Having two or multiple pressures coming from different sides of the front. That's the trick to making right. the pressure work, right? Like to getting the sack, exactly. having one gotta is have really got to have multiple right like two three that's great well, yeah three's great and they got three <laughs> right I mean, they exactly. got merciless clowny and watt and they mm-hmm. can all get after you um i'm with you that's that's a tough one but at the same time man baker's just kind of got swag i don't know he's well that's what's weird I about like it baker. right like I, it was a thing. different this isn't guy a pick against baker in fact you could play both of these guys in fantasy like if you were and looking by the for... way he's also been better with nick chubb Yep. You know, with Nick back because he's got that home more run More play threat. action, too. So, right? they're, exactly. they're using a lot, a lot more, more play effective. action. Everyone's using a lot more play action this season. But it's like they're actually really effective with their play action because Dick Chubb is an actual threat. Right. Breakaway threat. Whereas they didn't feel like they need anyway. Right. Um, all right. How about uh, the Rams at Lions? Rams are favored by 10. Total mm-hmm. 54 and a half. You have the Rams winning in 76%. So uh, what's the score? 32-22. That's 10. You think that'll surprise Matt Patricia? Um, nothing surprises That's Matt right. Patricia. Absolutely. Not There's nothing. Nothing at all. There is absolutely nothing. You know what word I hear when I see this game? I hear the word clinch because that's what's going to happen. Right. <laughs> that's yes, for the Rams. 11 and 1. They will clinch the NFC West. Clinch. Yeah. Okay. But they will still have a game at Chicago that I think a lot of people are going to be watching. It's well, like yeah. Their offense is, is pretty fancy. But let's see what it looks like. Well, that one's going to be for home field, right? <laughs> like that one's going to be like, hey, Saints, you got like some, you've got more losable games left than us. We've got you think so? the Saints. Yeah. I think I think just because it's like division, they've got the Panthers twice, and like divisional things are always a little bit weirder. And then the Ram, like yeah, I guess that's true. It's hard to beat a team twice. It is, especially and, within three weeks. Yeah, so I'm not saying they're going to. Let Let me be clear. I'm not saying they're going to lose one, but I think it's like you know, like Rams, Saints, like they who wants number one. I just one? look at Chicago, and if for whatever reason Philly can sum, which no, that's secondary. You're that's true. You're absolutely yeah. right. So they're not losing another game except that Chicago game. <laughs> if that, I, I mean, I mean, that's right. The one like that would, that's the one that, that the, that's the, other the one three, that pops. The other four do not. Right. So, so here's what I'm looking for in this one because 
I'm not going to spend my time telling you why the Lions are not going to win this game. I'm going to spend my time telling you something to look for with the Rams that's a potential key to their postseason future, and that's okay. rushes in the middle. They rank number 32. That's last uh, with yards per rush allowed over the middle. So, like, you know, when a team, when an opposing offense runs behind their center, they're allowing 5.89 yards per rush there, and people are doing it often. It's not a low number. It's not a small sample size situation. It's a Aaron Donald's getting chipped. We're creating hole, and you know who's not playing their three technique, right? Yeah, and Damakung Sue. So that's really what's happening. I'm calling him out. I don't care. Um, no, he was terrible in Miami. They were, they were a terrible run defense when he was in Miami. And look, as great as Aaron because Donald is. Because he probably is, has like a sack clause, but not a run stopping clause. Right. That's the thing, though. Aaron <laughs> Donald's off field on every snap. I mean, the guy, because he's the, he's where the pass rush has to come from. Mm-hmm. Unless Abukam and, and Fowler are going to get after it like they did against the Chiefs, he's got to get upfield. So what's the best way to negate that? You run right at it. And mm-hmm. that's why teams are gashing them for over five yards. Yep. You know, so right what there. I'm what so. I'm watching for in this one is the Lions. Um, you saw him at the draft, uh, Frank Ragnow. He he was yeah. drafted out of Arkansas. He's their first round pick. He's actually played. Re- it sounds really weird to say that he's playing really well because the Lions have some pretty like horrendous stats overall. But that's the spot if they're going to run. The, it, Frank usually plays left guard. They they put him at the left guard. But if they're going to run, they're going to figure out a way to like get that nice matchup so that they can create some space. I don't. Who are they going to run? Right. the The problem is is they don't have Carry on Johnson. Right. But I do think that Legarrette Blunt in the red zone. I do. I'm really looking at red zone red zone offense if they can use the middle of that field like right in the middle of their d-line i'm watching that because that's the area that i would attack them if i'm if i'm the patriots further down down the line or if i'm you know these are these are things you should be if look these are high class problems to have if i'm telling you how the patriots are going to potentially defend you that means that i'm saying you have super bowl aspirations so please don't take it rams fans as me saying anything negative i'm just saying like here's where like we got to be strategic about it let's take a look at it from like a coach would and you know who kind of is a proxy for what maybe new England would do. Oh. Turns out that guy who is a slob. Oh wait, no. Super Bowl with these Rams. But now, but huh? you know what I'm saying. Like they have Super Bowl aspirations, so you got to like say like where are they vulnerable in this in the meantime. Uh, here you go. You ready? Uh, I'm 51, ready. 51, 31, 45, 27. That's the points allowed their last four games. Okay, I appreciate that they can score a lot of points. Um, but, you know, sooner or later, and that Saints defense is getting a lot better. Show they're is. going to run into yeah, a Yeah, they've doubled their team. sack rate in the past three weeks compared exactly. to the first nine. Yeah. You're going to run okay, into a Saints. defense. And yeah. you better have a defense that can at least help you out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's going to be the key. Um, because guess what? It's just it, – it's, it, it's not I, – I just – it's hard for me. It's the same thing with the Chiefs. It's just hard for me to accept. And how many times have we done this with the Chiefs? Not to fast forward to them. Actually, we already talked about them. So not to rewind to the Chiefs against the Raiders, but – how many times have we celebrated the Chiefs in the regular season? They show up in the playoffs and they lose at home in the first round because it's well, that's January, exactly what the Rams did last year against. That's exactly what happened to the Rams last exactly. season with the Falcons. It's exactly right. what happened, happened to the them. Rams against the Falcons. Right. Happened to the Chiefs against yep. the Titans. Yep, they had a good defense show up, and when the offense sputtered, it's like, okay, D, got to help us out here, and they tried to, and it anyway. Um, Anyways, that's one thing I'm looking for. Yeah, I just can't. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to find something to make it interesting. Can't envision that defense slowing down this Rams offense. Maybe they'll stop for Euros after. You know, maybe they Barry can bring Slay. Euros back for me because there are really good Euros at Ford Field. So maybe if one of the Rams people is coming in here to the NFL Network the next day, maybe they can bring me back a Euro. That could be the positive thing from it. I Great Euros at Ford Field. 
Uh, I believe they're pronounced gyros. No, it's a gyro. Uh, I believe. Nope. <laughs> I don't mean to correct you here, Cynthia. Gyro. But, uh, gyro. Okay, I don't know. I don't think gyro. I know what you're talking about. You know. <laughs> okay, let's go. Uh, Bills at Dolphins. The Dolphins are favored by five. Total, 40. What do you got? Blah, blah, blah. I have the Dolphins yeah. winning 23. Make this one quick. 18. Let me be totally honest with you. If I were, if I were, if I were thinking about anything other than, if I were thinking about anything other than football, like how much I love it and how much I love every snap of every play, I wouldn't even watch this game. I don't even give a crap about this game. So Dolphins win 66.7. Do kind of like watching Josh Allen run around, and I like watching him truck dudes because he's so freaking big, and that's what they should have been doing with him from the start. But granted, I get it. So I'm worried. I guess my point is, is I'm just saying, I'm not saying I wouldn't watch it like as a fan. I'm just saying I wouldn't watch it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You feel me? Okay. So I that's feel, yeah. so I don't know. I ultimately for, me, for me the Dolphins here, their new layers that you just saw some new stuff out of their offense. You use Kenyon Drake a little bit differently. You saw some new layers and ultimately that could potentially trick the very up and down Bills who we're not entirely sure we're going to They still got to play the Pats. They still have to go to Minnesota, you know. <laughs> they're going to have to finish at least 10 and 6. I think 9 and 7 at worst and I just don't know where where they're not getting to – I've got to believe they lose to New England at home in Minnesota, at Minnesota, so whatever. I just – like, I think I think the Dolphins' offense – I think – no, I'm sorry. The Dolphins' total of their 22 starters on offensive defense, I believe last game they only had eight from their initial starting lineup, or the right. last time Brock played. That's a mess. That's and eight. Look, it happens. It's, it, you know, there are some teams that end up getting snake bit injury-wise, and it derails their season. You know, especially when it's their starting quarterback. And especially when they don't Tannehill's have, like, great, but any, many or any blue chips on their team. Just saying. Yes. It makes it a little harder. Uh, a reminder, by the way, the 2019 Pro Bowl vote, we are at the halfway point. So make Pro sure Bowl, you get vote. your favorite players in the game. You can vote right now at NFL.com slash Pro Bowl vote. Did I you vote? I already voted. One. I put Derwin uh, James I in I did. It. I voted a for a, a number of Chargers. Derwin. So. Casey Hayward. You support your partner here. Obviously. Because, you know, it really affects my job based on how many guys get into the Pro Bowl. Although I guess they probably get bonuses in their contract and then they're in a better mood. So when I'm standing around the plane because I don't like sitting down, they're nicer to me when we right. pass each other in the right. aisles. I'm, I'm with you. Invite me into their card games and take all my money. No, I'm not that stupid. I'm not that dummy. Let the internet dopes do that. Who I'm going to go in the card game with them. No, I wouldn't do it. No, I'm going to go. I got invited. All right, that's on you. Don't come to me when you got no per diem left. Uh, let's go to the dogs. The uh, uh, Don't you want your fantasy futures there, mister? Oh, my gosh. I keep It's hard for me to see it because the font is so small where it says Smallest. fantasy futures on our Gmail G Suite. Okay. Uh, what do we got? Fantasy futures. We're Give me something. These we're better be good. We're going for some touchdown people. And we're okay, gonna, let's go. All right. You're going to rate them on spicy or not. You ready? I will. Kyle Rudolph. Uh, um, yeah. He has not been great this year. I'll go spice. Okay. I'll go medium. All right. Kenyon Drake. What else they got there? So to me, that's uh, that's still a medium. Uh, if no, I'm going to say that's not medium. I'm going to say that's mild. That's mild. Okay. Who else is going to score for the Miami offense? I mean, if you had to like pick, if they said, "Hey, Cynthia, pick one person you think is going to score in the for Miami in the Bills game," you would say Kenyon, right? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think you'd have to. <laughs> so exactly. So I'll go mild. Okay. Fine. All right. We'll we'll go a little spicier. That I love the Matt Lacoste pick, and I actually have Hot. him. I actually Matt have him scoring, scoring a touchdown. So yep. that okay. one, that Hot. one's spicy. What about the? I mean, this one's not going to be that surprising, right, but I want to remind people. Let's go with Eric Ebron in this one. It's not at all mild. spicy, but I want to make sure people remember him because he's not gone. The, the other, the other, you know, obviously your guy sure. is gone. So Jack Doyle's he's, gone. Right. And then I got Still me mild. some. I got me some Kenny Galladay. So 
I got in um, one positive thing about Detroit. I'd say Kenny Galladay is probably mild. Mild? Do you want yeah, just because the Rams' secondary's been getting torched. I know Akib Tlaib is back, but... Fine. Chris else? Herndon. Fine. Medium. What? That's spicy. Come on. <laughs> Herndon's been good. Herndon's been like a really good tight end sleeper. Nick, Nick Vanette. Uh, that's probably spicy. Fine. He should be. He should have a lot more. Oh, there we go. There's we finally got some clapping around here. All right, good. Golf All right. That's for you, Cynthia. Phew. Okay, right. good. All right, where'd it go? Oh, where'd it go? <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, dogs, Vikings, Pats. Pats favored by five and a half, total 48 and a half. Yet you have? Patriots, 28-24. Ooh, Vikings. Patriots win 73.3% of the simulations, but it's closer than one might imagine. Um, okay. My note in here says linebackers all day. So both sides of the ball here, it's all about linebacker play as kind of some of the key reasons why, you know, why the Patriots win, but the Vikings keep it closer. Vikings, obviously, they lost Andrew Sandejo, their safety. I know that's not a linebacker, but it's I'm talking about the middle of the field here and how it's different. So that that's a space where Tom Brady, <laughs> middle of the field, turns out, Gronk, you know, all those important things. That's pretty, that's pretty important there. Um, and then on the other side, um, the way that they've been able to adapt with Dalvin Cook being back, I, you know, I, last week I got on the Vikings about the no huddle and they, that they need to, the, one of the ways to counteract a pass rush is the no huddle. And we saw them pick it up. So I actually think they were listening to the podcast and they, exactly and they're like, Hey, right. you know, Cynthia said we need to do more no huddle to get rid of this, to actually like evade some of the pass rush and new England. That's something they're going to need to do. They're going to need to use Dalvin cook. They're going to need to use those short passes. They're you need to use the, you know, the, the Kyle Rudolph situation in order to get those matchups where they're getting, look, they're not fixing their O-line. It's not good. They're allowing Kirk Cousins to be pressured a ton. What they've had to do now is adapt their play calling, and that's what we've seen them happen. And by the way, I do not like all of the Tom Brady is having one of the worst seasons of his career. Blah, blah, blah. I don't like those stats. I'm sorry. I love our research team, but it's in our research note, whatever. But I'm going to tell you. It's top 10 offense. The, the, the offense is in the top 10. It's hard. I mean, I get it. The guy it, doesn't. He looks. He's starting to look old. I totally get that. P.S. Because he is. Julian Edelman was gone for four games. Who are he his was? receivers? No, that's what I'm saying. He's making, still a top he's spinning gold out of like someone's hay, right? So I think those are people that are watching, that are just going eyeball test. Because if you do watch, okay, it well, looks a little stiff. It, it it just it doesn't look like the same Tom. But again, it's a top. You know what? I saw a Britney offense. Spears con- con- I saw a Britney Spears concert, and uh-huh. she looks a little stiff when she tries to sort of dance now through the midsection. She's but it's always still, been a stiff. but it's still an awesome concert. Sorry. Is it really? I mean, it's it was kind of nostalgic. You know, so yeah, bring out but like, like a big old snake or something. It's yeah, weird. snake. She kind of has nice abs now. She Trap like got it back. Or something. They paint them. What? Yeah, you didn't know that. Well, why don't they do that for me? <laughs> Hire an airbrush team. They'll come in and they'll paint your abs. That's what they do for my face before we go on the That's, There you go. I don't just get airbrushed. Hey, let's be clear. Give me, six, but. give me a six pack. That's what they do. I'm not kidding. Actually, they That's paint them. You didn't upsetting. Know that. I mean, I guess I just didn't think she needed it. J-Lo, they don't uh, do that I mean, for. What's that? They don't do that for J-Lo. That I don't know. I, I know that. that I, I asked her. <laughs> I just okay. name dropped, but I asked well, her. I was like, go. do you, I'm like, are these your abs or no? And she's like, these are my abs. And I saw them. So. There you go. Check J-Lo's abs, real at the Where Super Bowl. At? Oh, Tom Brady. Tom, yeah, Brady's Tom Brady's old, but it's still a top 10 offense, so way off. And stop it. Give him, give him. You know what? Here's, how about this, Cynthia? This is where we can agree on this one. Okay. We'll know. We'll know after this game. This is probably the nastiest defensive front in the is league. Is Tom one of the Brady top old? Sack <laughs> Let's find out. If he can't elude them and the guy takes a ton of sacks, it'll be like, okay, he's a little stiff. 
and that's a little bit of a concern. So uh, that's that. I mean, we'll know after this game if he's able to torch the number one third down defense, one of the best pass rushes, a a defense that is stacked from front to back. You're totally right. And we'll see. Is Tom? This is the is Tom Brady old bowl? Is he old? Is Tom Brady old? Quick, right? It happens quick. God, does that mean my metabolism is going to slow down? Manning. (laughs) Oh yeah, all those. My, My metabolism slowed gradually. Okay, I, I hope mine's a, like a slow descent because I eat a lot, so I'm gonna need to there you go. <laughs> need to adjust that. Well, you're running marathons too. Turns True. out that'll chew up a lot of calories. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals at Packers. Packers favored by two touchdowns, and the point total is 44 and a half. Okay, I have, the, I have the Packers winning 29-16. It's not quite two touchdowns. It's <laughs> pretty close. Packers would, win in 80.4% of the simulations. I would add the extra two points just to make it by more than two touchdowns. Y- you know what? I'm not. I don't disagree with you from my gut. I just I just look at from from what we've seen and the Packers offensive line injuries and some potential it's not a it's not a like this is how you can tell I'm not biased because I definitely like I've seen it too right like highest winning home percentage in December of any quarterback since 1970 16 and 1 <laughs> I've seen right. like all of those stats too And you're right I mean look the the that defensive line of the Cardinals I shouldn't say that defensive line Chandler Jones can't flat out get after it you can mm-hmm. try to double team yeah. him he's still going to get he's still going to get after it and led the league in sacks last year. He's in the chase this year, and we know that that Aaron Rodgers has struggled with pressure this season. So yeah, and yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe they. Can't I mean, quite... look, I'm not. I'm not suggesting the Packers lose. Let's be clear. I'm just saying this is right. another one where it's 14, you know it's what? A big number. I'm not going to watch this game. I'm going to watch this game, but I'm not going to watch it. You know, in terms the of the offense. Is, man, this I'll tell you. I watched it last week. This team is terrible. Yeah, I'm going to just flat out. This Cardinal team is terrible. Pro Football um, Focus had an interesting stat to watch. What they have? Aaron Rodgers has been forced to throw away the ball on 46 pass attempts this season. That's a lot more than the next closest person. That's the most in the NFL. Interesting to watch going forward because that just means instead of getting sacked, because he's been sacked 38 times, which is top That's five in the league, <laughs> he's now throwing the ball away. Um, and he only has one interception, which is the lowest in the NFL. So instead of taking a sack, he's throwing the ball away now, but ultimately it's not resulting in a turnover. Yeah, just something I mean, Aaron to watch. Jones has been better as just a running game to, watch, to try and keep you know? it balanced. Um, yeah, I do yeah. think this is a big Aaron Jones game, personally. Yeah, I'm going to say they win by more than 14. I'm going to put my neck out there. My my gut I'll says go over 14. My gut is my gut is with you. My math is not. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've been destroyed by Lean Aaron. on the math and knows my, the my math is a soul, lot smarter than I am. My soul has been destroyed by Aaron Rodgers too. So I mean yeah. that tut, that hail mary. Oh, anyways, this is never going to leave me. Jets of Titans, Jets of another Titans. thrilling, well done. another thriller. <laughs> Titans favored by seven and a half, total 40 and a half. What do you got? Uh, Titans 24-17. Titans win How in exciting. 70% of the simulations. <laughs> so not really exciting. <laughs> yeah. Jets, Jets, no takeaways in five games. That's it, huh? Yep. No Just takeaways. five games without a takeaway. Right? Just, you know, no big deal. They're all losses, and it's the longest streak in the NFL. Um, Marcus Mariota. The fourth highest completion percentage on in the league. I mean, that's actually kind of a lying number because he only has the he's number thirty two, like last in qualified quarterbacks in passing yards per game. Um, that's that's not great. But ultimately, they're taking care of the ball. They'll find a way to they they'll win this this game. It's the math says the lack of turnovers along with the lack of to create turnovers, the disruption on their offense is what solidifies this one. And I'm not even gonna get to the. I other agree side. wholeheartedly. Yeah. Boring. I've got very little to offer. I don't know what the Jets are. I can't figure it out. Save a team that is likely going to undergo a lot of changes this offseason. I think Spend they have their quarterback. Money. 
Let's be honest. Oh, yeah, I, I love really Sam like Darnold. their coach. I think he's like, going to be great. I, I sometimes think people think I don't like Sam Darnold. I like Sam Darnold a lot. It's just really hard to win when your O-line has you horizontal a lot. Guess what? I would uh, – I, I, this will be my big prediction, and I said this on the uh, the radio show today. Let's and it just kind of came out of my mouth. I predict that uh, Cliff Kingsbury will be their head coach next year. Ooh. I think that they will That's go like such a of, different human being from Todd Bowles. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like, hey, we've got a, a young different... quarterback. Why not get a dude that discovered Johnny Manziel, discovered Baker Mayfield, made Case Keenum so into you... a legitimate NFL quarterback when he was at Houston? Uh, and not to mention, oh, that's right, he found Pat Mahomes and developed Pat Mahomes as well. What? Why don't we hire that guy to get Sam Darnold right? Okay, so are you going to go Super Bowl here? Are we doubling down and saying how many college coaches will be? Will there be a college coach at both the Browns and the Jets? Mm, Yeah, I could totally see. I mean, why not? Why not hire Lincoln Riley? Right, right. Why not Lincoln Riley? You've got pro. You've got pro coordinators flying into Norman to sit with him so he can explain his offense to them. Multiple guys. People love going to Norman. Like, wait, wait. You, you're, you know what? They just want to go to Norman. Oh, They're just yeah, there for the exactly, scenery. Exactly right. I mean, <laughs> yep. why not? I mean, so what? If you get it wrong, you fire the guy in two years. If you get it right, you've got a sub-40-year-old head coach that you hope can be your guy for the next Ladies 10 years. Ladies and gentlemen, when Lincoln Riley and Cliff Kingsbury are coaching against each other in an inevitable Bears versus Jets playoff game next season, you can Browns hear Browns versus Jets. Sorry, exactly. Browns versus Jets. You heard it here very first so much go. earlier. This is the, the biggest prediction of our show. Yeah. For sure. and, it, and it was born out of the idea that Cliff Kingsbury is going to be the OC at USC. And look, if uh, come after me, freezing hot takes uh, if I'm wrong. But that you're, he's really he's going to go work for Clay Helton. Cliff Kingsbury is going to go work for uh-uh. Clay Helton. No, he's, he's going to be offered a head coaching job in he's the not NFL. I, right. I am almost 100% convinced of that. I love it. All right, uh, where were we? Jets tie. Redskins, Eagles, Monday Night Football. Eagles favored by six, point total 44. You have? I have the Eagles winning 24-20, and the Eagles win outright in 58.9% of the simulations. Ultimately, what the biggest reason here is, is that what the Redskins are deficient in covers up what the Eagles are deficient in. So the Eagles' secondary is a train wreck. Their number – and the – I was sitting down with someone who's really They're good. They're down at, five corners, I think, right? Yeah, you know, just five. Like, you That's can play without five corners. That's totally fine. Um, when you look, when you lose that many corners and then you're play, the number of different defensive looks you can have is just – they've Jim Schwartz is playing like a fraction of what he'd like to be able to play in the coverages. So that really makes things tough. However, when your entire O-line is decimated and you don't really have any pass catchers and you have a, a quarterback, a backup quarterback that you kind of know their tendencies, that makes it easier for Jim Schwartz to create a game plan in order to stop the Redskins. I just – I can't buy into the Eagles yet can't they struggled so much against the Giants I know they I got never, the big score like, when they needed it yeah they, they got blown I mean they got absolutely wrecked by the Saints I Just never wrecked. I never like to pick against someone right like but like right. you, you know like, pick the team I, I always want to pick four I never like to pick Against. That's, a good, that's a great point you know and that's a great point and and it's it's just interesting here because in reality it just seems like the number of problems on the Eagles is less than the number of problems on the Redskins so right. the Eagles therefore are the one that are more po- like because they still got Carson Wentz they still got a lot of great things on offense they're developing more of a run game they're coming into their like though that part is is good 
right? Like, there's saying. a lot. No, of I think that makes a lot there. of sense. Don't don't pick against them. Pick the team that you think is going to win. That's a great point. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 just I think don't it's have that much you know? faith in the Redskins. Nope. All right, you got that a dog. Train that, wreck. Uh, Speaking of train wreck, Redskins. <laughs> stray going. dog here. Here's what we got. Hmm. Ravens favored by one, but you lie. <gasps> the Falcons. I have a 24-21 Falcons win in 56.8% of the simulation. So it's not super certain. It's under 60%. In fact, it's under 57%. I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game if the magic line is uh, is 49, I believe. It's 45. 45. Okay. Well, th- that's where I have So now it. you got 45. Yep. Uh, right. Okay. So stay away. You're right on it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we had a little different there. Anyways, oh yeah, because it is 49. I have, so it, it's just written backwards in the group thing. Gee, sweet. 49, 49 is the magic number, and I have 45. So that's okay. fewer points than you might imagine. So when I broke down what's going on with the Falcons' defense and what's going on, like where's go, what's going on with the Ravens' offense, the really biggest place that the Falcons get gashed are passes to running backs. So I looked at all the passes to running backs of less than or equal to 10 air yards and I went back and I kind of mapped it out and I looked at how it would change with Lamar Jackson who's a great runner, Don't like, not taking anything away from him, but they're very susceptible. So the Ravens 6.1 yards per reception, lowest in the NFL. They're 53 of 67 on those passes of to running backs of equal to or 10, 10 less than or equal to 10 air yards. That's not great That because that's how the the Falcons' defense has been gashed. Four touchdowns, almost eight yards per reception. That's top half of the NFL. Four touchdowns in to those, it, you know, at that distance is tied for fifth most in the NFL. So the Ravens don't do the thing that beat the Falcons' defense the most. That makes sense. Makes sense. So that's where that but came But that from. also sounds to me like you're picking against a team. I'm actually not because okay. because the just Falcons. Saying, if they don't do what they do best, then it's well. But I guess my point is is I'm just they might get you the Deion business, Jones first. Cynthia. No, no, no. Look, the Ravens I'm giving do you the business. That's all. <laughs> you can give me the business, but Falcons. So the Falcons' offense. So it's not like I'm saying like I'm not picking a crappy offense, right? Falcons' offense has this guy Julio Jones. He's got Calvin Ridley. Great. You know, there's there's a lot of good things. And yes, the Ravens do have the number one lowest catch rate allowed to so the fewest the lowest catch rate in the NFL, but you have have to look at strength versus strength weakness versus weakness and now you have multiple pass catchers and by the way Julio Jones I know he hasn't gotten in the end zone as many many times as fans like to say but if you look at deep passing alone Baltimore so if I've looked at passes of 20 or more air yards and the and the Ravens rank 30th in those deep passes so yeah look I, I appreciate I'm just that saying. Lamar's won two games and it's Cincinnati and it's Oakland they're two of the worst teams in the league right um, so those are the numbers right? Lamar for as great as he is, as dynamic an athlete as he is with his legs, he can't throw the ball. He's that's just not he's not there yet. And I think in order to try to keep up, I've got to believe that you know even though defensively the Falcons are they not might get Dan Jones finally that. back. That yeah, would be a big I, deal too. I get that, but it's not you, you're talking about short passes to running backs. That's not necessarily what they're doing. Now. Lamar Jackson Gus, doesn't even Edwards look at the running back. No. He like look so, at his head. He doesn't look at him. That's uh, I don't yeah, know if you cheat. I don't know if you against the the Bengals for 150 yards, 178 right. yards passing against. That's that's just not gonna do it. It is not. You're gonna have to get more offense than that against the Falcons. Yeah. and I have it. a Julio Jones touchdown by the way. So there we go. Yeah, remember that Raiders game? I think it was what one defense and a special teams touchdown. Yep. So you're talking about yeah uh, a 20 to 17 game offensively as opposed to the 14 Correct. points they got on special teams and yep. defense. Yep, you need a little bit more than that. Um, just a little so bit. So yeah, I like it. 
Uh, can't believe I'm with you on that. Oh my gosh, I kind of can't believe you can either because like we might be dog. we might be the only ones on that. <laughs> I know. All right, let's go. All Confidence right. picks. Confidence. You got your sheet. Pick. I got my sheet with my little highlighted things. I think the Rams win very convincingly. They just the Rams just are the winners. That's very confident. I told you there's gonna be a lot of points in Cleveland and Houston. That's very confident. I think there's not gonna be a lot of points in Carolina and Tampa Bay. That's very confident. And Seattle and San Francisco, I think Seattle wins that one convincingly. Big. Very, okay. very confident. Got it. Low Mike points. Trump. Cleveland, Houston. Low All points. over 70 Panthers, points. Buccaneers. All, lowest thing I told you there was 74.5%. Okay. Seattle so, wins boom. big. Rams win big. Bing, bang. Well, Seattle boom. Seattle just wins. Rams just win. That's what I care. You want me to be seven? You want me to be super high confidence? Oh, okay. Wait. So you don't. I'm saying stay away from how, by how much. Rams win, but don't Rams win. Rams win. Correct. Don't win big. Right. Well, I don't Seattle say they wins, win. don't win big. I just think they just win. They that's just fine. win. You want me to be gotcha. super confident? You don't want anything tricky? Fine. No, that's fine. That's, that's what fine. we're doing here. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how to interpret it. Yep. For the people that are listening. And if, want, for the people know, who did like a little things. spice. If the, if the people want three things that three they things can count to, on. Yep. Seattle winning. But not Rams by winning. a big number. Rams, Rams winning. not by a big number. And a lot of points in Cleveland and Houston. And okay. if you want something spicy, because some people do want something a little spicier, I don't think there's going to be as many points as you think in Kansas City and Oakland. And that one's a high percentage, too. It's 68.9. So okay. that's high as well. That's Keep a spice one. Shopping. So if you are not a spice if you are not a spice lover, if you like things bland and not spicy, if you don't put tapatio on things, then t- just take those first three. Right. If you'd like a little spice, go for Kansas City and Oakland. It's like Teen Titan Robin. Potatoes, exactly. Plain. Exactly. All right, here we go. Okay. Playoffs, and you're doing this. Uh, so can we do the wild AFC card first? Projections. Hold on. Okay. I want to mention yeah, yeah. game day morning. Oh, Make God. sure you're watching okay. because yeah. Cynthia has her playoff predictions. Tune in. She also does it on Instagram at NFL or at Cynthia Freeland. Yep. F-R-E-L-U-N-D. Here we go. NFC. We start. I get the obvious. Can we ones actually do the, the AFC Saints, really Rams. quick? Because this one's less exciting. AFC? Yeah, this one only has seven teams that are really in it, okay. and then the eighth one's significant fall off. Uh, 99.9 Chiefs, 98.5 Patriots, 77.7 Steelers, 66.7. You're working in January in 59.9. The Colts. There's the big one. 57.7. And then the next one, the number seven spot, the Ravens, 57.3. Colts, six spot, 57.7. Ravens, seven spot, 57.3. And then you have the Broncos after that with 37.7. I think the Broncos are going to start jumping up there. Well, I think the Broncos may. Supplant. I think I think we're gonna go like straight percentages. Like if if I I, I think I think you're right though. I I think the way it lays out, I think you're right in that the Colts are the best team of the three that are vying for the wild card: the Broncos, the Ravens, and the Colts. I do think the Colts are the best team of those three. And with my newfound uh, decision making process, courtesy of you, I'm not picking against teams. I'm picking the teams that uh, are going to do good things. All right, I'm with you. So here's what I'm going to tell you. The Colts have Jags, Texans, Cowboys, Giants, and Titans left, right? So the Texans game is the is the one that I'm circling to see exactly if they'll make the playoffs or not. If that that one and then the Cowboys game right now, my at model home, yeah. ha, my model has the Colts beating the Cowboys at home and that's what drives them staying in that sixth spot. Just so you know. Just yeah, because so I think nine and seven will get it. Yeah, I think nine and seven will yeah. get that six spot. I'm so there's room for them to lose one. Yep, and I think the one that those. they lose 
is to the is to the Texans. Because I look at the Broncos, and you know what I see? I Baby see horses? at Cincinnati, at San Francisco, Cleveland at home on a Saturday night, at Oakland, and then the Chargers to mm-hmm. close it out at home, no less. I'm I'm telling you, that's a pretty you, favorable schedule. The I'm with you. I'm with you on that 100%. The only problem, well, not problem, but the only that the only thing in there <laughs> that really trips me up is that they have some confounding stats under pressure and I'm not saying it's going to be like Oakland Their line's them, terrible. But confounding stats under pressure and if Cleveland pulls it together, they can right. knock them off. It, that's, that's there a are good some point. there are some sneaky some sneaky splits that are just very confounding. Yeah, I mean, they just—I guess that's the thing—is Denver has not been bad. You know, they were three no. and six, and they were better than a three and six team. However, their last two wins have been very fluky. And yep. I'm not saying that because Listen. one of them came against the Chargers. It was just a fluky win. Melvin Gordon runs the wrong way. Philip Rivers dirt balls a pass, and he's one of the smartest quarterbacks in the league, and he makes an absolutely boneheaded play, and that just never happens. And that's how they end up getting the minute 53 to drive into field goal range instead mm-hmm. of having just about 60 seconds. So, yep. Anyway, so I'm just saying, um, there's some there's some sneaky splits there. Yep. But my nieces, who are very like ten and twelve, they have the they have the Broncos. So you know what, my nieces could be right. <laughs> that Probably was their preseason. Their they know more than I do. <laughs> All right, to the NFC: ninety nine Saints, Rams, seventy two Bears. Mm-hmm. Then and after then that, you, let's go. Now let's so, go. I'm gonna have so you walk me. This through one's this. funny because number four is the Cowboys with 52.3, and then Makes number sense. five is the Panthers with 54.8. You got you got to remember. So what that's telling me here, and this is gonna come to play here in a second about the Eagles, is that. There's only going to be one person from the NFC East in. That makes sense. And then the chance that it's the Eagles who right now are at eight spot. That like whoever wins that whoever wins that division, the other one gets knocked out. So what that means is that the Carolina Panthers fifty four eight, the Minnesota Vikings fifty one one, the Seattle Seahawks fifty nine, and the Green Bay Packers forty five seven. Those are your true wild card contenders. Not you know what I mean. It's not going to be yes. because right now the Eagles appear to be forty six nine, but that's because they still have pretty. Good, a pretty good chance of being able to win the division. So it's it's going to drop out. So what I'm saying is that it clears the way for the Packers to like to make a significant run at yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at the remaining schedule, and you tell Only me... Only not favored in one. Yeah, I'm telling you, I have I, I ran it for... To, it was and, on Total and, Access And the tonight. one they're not favored in is the game that Aaron Rodgers loves more than the anything Bears. else in the world, the Bears, in right. Chicago, where mm-hmm. he routinely carves the hearts out of their body, puts it in a paper bag, and hands it to them. <laughs> the, <laughs> The Eagles have to go. Uh, the Eagles still have to go. Look, uh, the Eagles to number Dallas, is completely to the Rams and host Houston. I'm I'm not saying that the Eagles are going to win and make it to the playoffs as a wild card. No, I'm, I'm just saying, saying that, if you right. want to figure out how the Packers get in, right? It's, this is how. And by the way, Minnesota and Seattle play each other in two weeks. Right. So Minnesota and Seattle, that's going to be a big. That's going to be a big deal here. And then Panthers, they still have to play the Saints twice. The Panthers, Panthers play the, the Saints twice. They play the they, Saints twice. The Seahawks still have to. The Seahawks uh, have host Minnesota. Minnesota and host that's a big Kansas deal. City. They have to host Kansas City, right? So I'm telling you, the Packers could easily be, and that's why in the, on this side in this division, there's eight teams. So and nine teams. So I say eight because I'm telling you, one of the two between the Cowboys and the Eagles will get knocked out. So there's right. truly eight teams. I know what you're saying. That are there are truly eight teams that could make it into this playoff. Right. It says nine right now, but we're smarter on this podcast. All right. When you, you see that too, number on Instagram, you're not going to be tempted to write me a comment that says – A little heated here, Cynthia. I'm heated because – Go read the comments. Are come after you. They do. I know they're going to come Get back after you. in the well kitchen. Aware. Get back in the kitchen. 
Well, great, I will. I'm, I'm great cook. Let's go. Wouldn't mind a nice tart. <laughs> nice apple tart. <laughs> I'll make a you a tart. tart. I'm going to make a right. manicotti. So, manicotti. Oh, so there we're you go. Good. I love manicotti. Yeah, it's going to be great. All right, that's that. <laughs> week 13, Game Theory and Money will be back next week. Um, sorry if I went on too long about it. I don't know what did I yell about. I don't think I really get, went off too I much yelled about week. some kitchen stuff. Yeah, that's right. That's how we close. Thanks for downloading, streaming, listening. We appreciate it if you can. Review and um, also rate. That would be fantastic. And thanks for all the love on social media. We always appreciate that. All right. For our uh, producer, Sean Shabby. For our enemy of fun, Mark Brady. For and, your dad, uh, Bill Smith. Uh, my dad. My, my, my dad, Bill the Smith. The researcher, Bill Smith. Exactly. Uh, we hope to, uh, to get back with you again next week. Anything else? No. Nope. Right, Thank you. Good. Yeah. Thanks.